Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss and Cage Podcast. So today's show is an ironically special show for me because not every day I get an opportunity to interview like an actual blood relative, family member. That's like, I think we probably share probably like 15, the same chromosomes. If you do a 23 and me and this dude, we'll probably be like neck and neck, right? Because his his dad is my uncle. So um, I think, you know, I always give whoever I'm interviewing a particular guest name. So in this in this particular episode, I'm going to deem you the model boss. So the floor is yours. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and, and, and what you do, Daniel? Hey, what's going on? Man? Thanks for having me. Uh, well, like you said, my name is Daniel. Uh, at the moment, I'm model. It's a... Uh, it's a it's a little dream come true, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a good job to have uh, a lot. It's a job that I feel like a lot of people will, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, even want to do. Uh, seeing as how many people hit me up trying to, you know what I mean, get on with it and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good job, you know what I mean? Pretty easy, you know, like put on clothes and make it happen. Be confident. Nice. So yeah, I mean, I I remember. Growing up, like you know, what I'm saying, so I, I remember you when you were younger than my son. So he was like, I remember when you was like six years old, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Like, who'd have thought you'd have been modeling? So, like, I mean, like, how, yeah. like, so, like, if you could define yourself in like three to five words, what would those three to five words be? Definitely, I would say artist, um, strong-minded, uh, determined, mm-hmm. uh, creative. And uh, outgoing. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I think determined comes from your, your genome. I mean, I think everyone with laughing <laughs> grant is probably stubborn and hard-headed as hell in that generation. <laughs> like, even my son is just as stubborn and hard-headed. It's like, Jesus, like, can we get one generation that's not that stubborn or hard-headed? <laughs> it's genetically ingrained, man. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, let, let's just talk about, like, your journey for a minute. I mean, obviously, you know, saying, you, know you grew up in New York, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. Long Island right now. Like, how does, uh, like, a, a New York kid get into like the modeling game like how does that transition right because i mean obviously you, you mm-hmm. you've been in new york for a minute you, you know what it's like on the block mm-hmm. you got kids probably mm-hmm. around the corner pushing weight you probably got mm-hmm. other people that dying to play basketball you got other people that are saying i'm gonna be a billionaire and then you step into the modeling scene so like let's talk about that journey for a minute that's a really good question um to be honest like growing up like it was a big transition because it's like something that nobody out here is really doing at all especially not in Long Island. you know like maybe like because everything i do mostly is in the city like manhattan brooklyn around that but in long island this is not like a thing that people are you know what i mean doing like you said like people doing like you know the dealing and the, you know what i mean sports and you know what i mean all the common routes that you would think of but this one was like this route is um, is a lot different. And at first, for me getting into it, like, I would say, like, people was, like, funny about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Because the crowd is different, everything. You know what I mean? The vibe is different. But 
for me, it was like, like, uh, well, the main thing is like, it's a different crowd. You know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna, you're not modeling with these drug dealers and you know what I mean? It's, it's very different. So a lot of people like from where I live, they would like try to judge that. You know what I mean? Like, just like that whole, like going that different way, you know what I mean? But then at first when I started, people were trying to like shoot it down, you know what I mean? Cause I had actually, like, I put a poll out and I put it on Twitter and it was three, um, there was three options, right? And the question was, should I start, should I, should I try modeling? Right. And the uh, answers were yes, no, and don't even try. Mm-hmm. Yes was the least chosen answer. You know what I mean? Like more people said, don't even try, you know what I mean? Then uh, like a yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but then like I'm saying people asking me, yo, I got a cousin asking for a friend, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and like, I've done, I've done a, a, a job with somebody, um, not going into detail, like who it was for and stuff like that. Cause yeah, but he was a younger guy and he's from New Jersey, I believe. And he grew up in like the same thing, you know, New York, a different crowd. Uh, and his friends obviously were like chewing it down, like, you know, trying to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? Fruity, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? That's not tough, you know, whatever. And what he, like, he let it get to him, you know? And he had like a whole attic, like a whole different attitude during the, you know what I mean? During the job and, you know what I mean? Like being a professional, trying to, you know, be, and he's like, a, he's a kid, you know what I mean? He's like 17 years old, you know? So, but he never got a job after that, you know, like trying to impress them all. And I was trying to try and give him advice, like telling him like your friends, like they wish they could do this. You know what I mean? Like you're getting paid by designers to wear their clothes and look good in it. And your friends are paying the most, you know what I mean? Doing the most, stealing and da da da, trying to get the same designer and tag them when they post it. You know what I mean? Trying to get some, you know, cre- uh, credibility or, or um, notoriety or whatever from, you know, attention from these designers, hoping, you know? And so it's like, people, you know, people could be jealous, you know what I mean? And that, you know what I mean? That aspect. So, you know, it, it was a, a little transition getting into it and, you know, just, yeah, it's just it's just different, but it's a little it's a little a little difficult to to get into, but it's not like that difficult. You just gotta it's kind of one of those things you just know the right people, and it right. kind of just goes from there. All right. So I mean, I mean, with that, I mean, obviously, you always hear about like the nightmare stories, and you always hear about like the positive stories, but the reality is probably like way more nightmare stories about the behind the scenes of like modeling, what goes on behind the curtain, or whatever. So in your mm-hmm. instance, like what's what's the worst experience that you've ever experienced in the modeling game that obviously, you know, it, you know, you came out of it. I mean, it, it affected you, mm-hmm. but it didn't change your outcome. All right. Um, for me, it was probably when I first had started. Um, I was going to I had a mother agency. Uh, so I had an agent, but it's a small agency. You know what I mean, what they do is a mother agency, what they do is they um they build up your portfolio, you know, teach you like small things like, you know, how do you take package um, test shots and stuff like that, how to take photos, walking, stuff like that. So, and they also try to, their job is also get you placed with bigger agencies, like the uh, worldwide agencies. So when I first started, I was going to, um, I don't, I'll, again, I don't want to say the name of the agency, yeah. you know what I mean? but it's a, um, 
a worldwide agency, right? And very, you know, very well-known big name agency. So that was my first time. They wanted to come, they wanted to see me. So I went in and um, the men's director, like this is my first time going to uh, a casting like that, right? Of one of those meetings. So my agent, he stayed like, I think he was downstairs, right? At the, it was one of these, um, these suites, you know, so it was like a hotel building or whatever uh, building. So um, the guy, the men's director, he asked me for, he asked me like simple questions, you know, the basic stuff. And then he asked me to see my phone. Sorry, it's kind of Yeah, then he asked me to see my phone. Like he said, I wanted to see how you take pictures, right? So I'm thinking like this probably, you know, protocol is normal. Uh, you know what I mean? He wants to see like the angles, like how I take my photos, like if I know my angles, you know what I mean? So that's how I thought of it. So passing the phone, gallery, and he's like scrolling. You know what I mean? And this is like my whole gallery, you know what I mean? And scroll, and then he would stop on like a, like a video of like me and a girl. And he'd be like, oh, that's not nice. You know what I mean? Like just saying like little, you know what I mean? Like, like, like stopping on all the, you know what I mean? Like the stuff that you, you know what I mean? That's not supposed to be for the public kind of thing. Yeah. And then I'm like peeking over, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, what's this? And people at the table over, peeking over and stuff. He's like scrolling through the phone. So I finally I get the phone back, right? And then at the end of that, um, it was it was done after that pretty fast. Uh, so I go back downstairs and I'm telling my agent, um, he was like, oh yeah, I had to go because the uh, the people they they really wanted to see me, right? And um, he was like, yeah, how did it go? I'm like, I'm not sure. I think it went good. I, and he's like, what did what he ask you? And I told him, I told him everything. When I told him about the phone and how he was looking through the uh, and the gallery thing. He was like, because at first I wasn't thinking like you know, anything really of it, you know what I mean? Because it was my first time. But then when I told my agent what had happened, he like stopped and was like, like the eyebrow up and was like, you know, that's strange. You know what I mean? Like, mm, like, hmm. And then that's when I was like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? And after that, like the, the same director messaging me, you know what I mean? Like flirty, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, you know? So it was like, you know, it's like same way, like, especially with this, it's a lot of, um, of course, it's no, it's a lot of homosexual men, you know what I mean? It's a lot of homosexual men. And it's like the same way, like women can like, in a lot of jobs, like, you know what I mean? Get to the top through, you know what I mean? That yeah. type of way, like, it's the same way, like with guys and this type of industry, like you could, you know what yeah. I mean? A lot of people, they, you know, flipping, Da, 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 and jump through hoops for, you know what I mean, these names and these people that could put them in better positions. And it definitely, you know what I mean, it definitely takes you somewhere. But long story short, uh, I never got picked up by that uh, agency, you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean, stay true, stay true. Got it. So, I mean, that's definitely crazy. I mean, it kind of goes to, to like, the behind the scenes to to where you know, but you don't know until, like, you in that, in that spot, in that zone. And, and what you're saying is pretty much is, like, the dude is hitting on you much like like dudes hit on females and he's trying to mm -hmm. say if you be able to get ahead you're gonna have to bless them off in some kind of situation <laughs> to kind of climb up that ladder and you, you ain't mm -hmm. think nothing of it and then you're just like nah you ain't gonna roll like that so because you didn't roll like that you didn't get that, mm -hmm. that, that job and opportunity which is, is hella fucked mm -hmm. up but i mean unfortunately yeah. like that, that that's the world that, that that we live in right so i mean just mm -hmm. talk about like your journey for, for for a little bit more right i mean obviously i always ask this question like 
you always hear about the perception of an overnight success. Somebody may be seeing you on Instagram right now. I'm like, yo, he doing Louis V. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. This is my cousin. This is my uncle. This is my brother. This is my man. <laughs> Everybody and their mom know you now, right? But in, in, but in reality, like, how long did it take you? And keep in mind, I know you're, you're still in your 20s, right? But how long did it take you to get from the, the time that you put out that, hey, should I model and people are hating to actually modeling for the big name brands now? All right. Um, it kind of, I feel like when, when it comes to like the, like the bigger, the bigger brands and stuff like that, it kind of depends who you ask. Cause at first, like my first, um, I had two shoots, like my first two actual like shoots for like a company wasn't the same day. Um, sure. the one of them was for, uh, a little boutique. This one had the mother agency, the uh, first mother agency. So this is like for a little boutique in um, California. So it's like a, a vintage store where they sell like used clothes, new clothes, uh, but for like high price, you know. So it's for them in California. They call it tried and true. Um, so I did that, and that's like a you know nobody's watching for that. Nobody you know nobody's heard of that before. And then. The same day, I had another shoot for Billionaire Boys Club, and that's like a streetwear, you know what I mean, urban, but it's like, it's up there, like it's known, but it's not, you know, like Kanye say, like, it's not Ralph, though, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not Louis Vuitton, it's not, you know. So for a lot of people, when they seem like the Billionaire Boys Club thing, that was like, you know, oh my, you know what I mean? That was like a big thing for them, but as far as like, for like, from well, from, for myself, it was like, oh, that's pretty big, you know what I mean? And, there's also, you know, the real designers like Louis Vuitton, you know what I mean? Uh, Calvin Klein and stuff like that. And I hadn't never done anything like that, but at the time I had like long hair. And when I first started, uh, you wouldn't see Urban doing designer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't, you wouldn't see a black person with dreads or braids or anything doing a designer like that, unless you was already famous, mm -hmm. you know? So um, my agent, he was a he was a black uh, he was a black man. One of them was black, and one of them was Spanish. It was two of them, um, and he was telling me that, you know, like being straight up with me, he was like, you know, they'll take a white boy over you any day, mm. you know. Um, and and he kept asking me to if I would cut my hair. He was like, if you cut your hair, you know, you get like a Caesar. You look expensive. You know what I mean? That's what you do with these high end. Da, da, da. But for me. Like, it's always like, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. You know what I mean? And I like my hair, you know what I mean? So I, I wasn't cutting it for nobody, you know? So I kept doing like the Billionaire Boys Club. You know, I did like a handful of shoots with them. And when I finally, on my own terms, decided to cut my hair, literally right when I cut my hair, that's when Urban became the new thing for designer. And then every had to have dreadlocks to do Gucci, you had to have, you know what I mean? Like just all these different features, you know what I mean? Like, and it just became very inclusive after that, you know what I mean? So then I had to, well, I went through the whole short hair phase again, you know what I mean? Then I started growing it out again. But um, I would say it probably took from then to like Louis Vuitton, it probably took about like two years. Like, and that's also what, COVID slowing a lot of things down because, um, well, maybe I'll say two, I'll give it three years, give it two, three years. Yeah. And that's including COVID because, um, COVID really like shut, like, especially like the fashion and everything and shut it down for 
like basically, you know, a year, because I was literally supposed to go to, um, to Italy. I was speaking with somebody from uh, Versace uh, and I was working at the time and this is right before COVID hit and, you know, they're in uh, Europe. And they were like, oh, you know, Dante will love you, da, 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 da. you know what I mean? You need to come to, uh, we, need, we want you in, um, in Italy. Uh, and then as right after that, like the week later, COVID hits and, you know, Europe was hit the hardest with COVID at that time. And then everything was shut down. And then that whole thing was like flew out the window. But as of recent, everything has been like picking up, you know what I mean? So that's what, you know, after post-COVID, well, not post, because it's still going on, but you know, start to die down a little bit. That's when the Louis Vuitton stuff like that, New York Fashion Week, you know what I mean, came like back in. So is that normal? Like, I mean, you're talking about you've been in the game three years and, you know, you pretty much went from like a, a no-name brand out in Cali to Louis V in three years. Is that something that's normal that happens in fashion? Um, I feel like it really depends on um, representation because uh, when you're when you're a representative model, it like when you have an agency, it's really has a lot to do with your agency. So like you could have um, you could have you could have an agent that's not like a big name, but they're well connected. So then they know. So then that means that these uh, brands they look to these agencies for uh, for castings and for their models. You know, so it's like if the agency has those connections and everything, then they could put you, you know, send you uh, to a lot of different, you know what I mean, uh, clients. But then if they don't have that, then it's going to be, they should be like, you're going to be sitting on the shelf. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like going back between that. Um, after my first mother agency, I was a free agent for a little while, but I still had made connections from the mother agency. And then I went to Iceland um, for the Billionaire Boys Club again. Uh, and when I got back from Iceland is when I got a new agency, um, and things have been like rolling from there, but I would say, yeah, it really, it really, you can't really put a time on it because you could be with this, you could probably be an overnight sensation if you have the right, you know, representation. Nice. Nice. And right. Look, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So let's just, let's talk about some time traveling for a minute, right? I mean, obviously, like, you're in your early 20s, right? So if you can go back, to say, back in your adolescence, back in high school, back in middle school, and before you even kind of gotten to the stage where you at diving into modeling, is there one time that you think that you can go back and whisper something in your ears to kind of change the outcome of where you are to make it happen a lot faster? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely... um. I don't know what time I would go to, to like, for it to like really stick. Cause I was little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Little, little off, you know, and like during high school and stuff like that. But, um, I definitely would have went back and told myself to focus to like, what? Well, yeah, yeah. To not even to really focus, but to appreciate myself for that. A long time ago, well, you know, some while ago, I really didn't have like the, I really didn't appreciate myself, like my own life, you know what I mean? Like, because of the surroundings, you know what I mean? People, people don't care about themselves. You know, my friends, they're doing stuff that shows they don't care about their lives. They don't care about themselves. You know what I mean? If they don't care about themselves, they really don't care about you. So they, you know, got you in all types of situations, you know what I mean? Risking your life or, you know what I mean? Day to day, you know, stuff like that. So it was like, 
you know, they see the news and how people think of you, you know, you're young, you're black, you're nothing, you're, you know, good for jail, you did it. So you start to kind of carry that with yourself, you know what I mean? At least I did, you know what I mean? Thinking like, you know, it don't matter, you know what I mean? My life, I could die young, it don't matter. You know what I mean? Nobody's gonna care. But once I got out of that mindset, um, that's when I really started to try to do things for myself and like carry on life and actually, you know what I mean, to do things to make myself happy instead of just living for, you know, the next day and who cares, whatever. It's not gonna last that long. You know what I mean? Like I'm here for the good time, not a long time kind of thing. So now it's like I'm I'm here for good, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I'm 23 now. So it's like because before I used to, I don't know why, but I used to not think I was going to 18. You know what I mean? So then I hit 18 and that was like a, a big goal. And then 19, it was like, okay, then 20, 21, 20, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, that I'm not even playing with that idea anymore, you know? So I think that um, just value yourself, you know what I mean? Knowing that you're, you, you could be, you know what I mean? You're infinite, you could be alive, you know what I mean? You could do anything you want, you know? That really uh, pushed me to keep going, you know what I mean? Do better for myself. Nice. Very nice. So well, my next question kind of like it's a funny question because obviously, you know, like I know your dad, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I've known him longer than you've known him. So it's just sure. so, <laughs> so the sure. next question is like, do you come from an entrepreneurial family, an entrepreneurial background? And as long as I've known my uncle, that dude has been selling water to the well forever. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, you know, you really know. He, since I can remember, he's been a hustler. Like, not a hustler, like, oh, he's selling crack and nothing like that, but like an entrepreneur, like you said, like, like just yesterday, um, we was in a car and he was like, oh, um, he, he was on the phone with somebody. He was like, oh, that's the manager of the store across the street. He's about to give me like these really good prices and I'm about going, I'm going to sell it for more. You know what I mean? I'm about to sell it to me for like such and such money and I'm about to sell it for this and this. And then you got to put this type of price on it because then people think it's trash. You put it for too low, da, 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 you know? And like, I remember um, when I was little, uh, his big thing was the Timberlands, oh, yeah. selling Timberlands. Um, yeah, we had like me and my brother, we had every pair of Timberlands, every color, you know what I mean? Like we got, we, we were so sick of uh, to, and, Coats, jackets, pants, you know what I mean? Hats, um, book bags, anything you could think of, Timberland. And like, I remember like all the, the teenagers, cause I was, you know, a kid, all the teenagers and, and men, but then my dad would have, you know, the whole basement closet full of, full of Tim's, his trunk full of Tim's and all these people come around and, oh, where's your dad? And you know what I mean? Buying these shoes from him, you know what I mean? Like, and I see that he make, would make a lot of money off of it. Um, and then I would just see him do that with like so many different things growing up. Like it went from the Tim's to the pastries. And when that was a thing for a little bit, then to the, he started doing um, Harley Davidson stuff before it was even, you know, being popular. I'm telling you this because he, he's in the city a lot. He sees um, people in Manhattan and what they're wearing and, you know what I mean? The people with the money and what, you know what I mean? Converse and all that stuff. And so, yeah, definitely he's very, uh, He's the guy that he definitely knows how to sell sell water to a to a to a I don't know to to the ocean I don't know like you said water to the well like, yeah it's he's crazy definitely, he's definitely that guy you think that was a factor to to become who you are right now for sure for sure because it was never like 
no, it was never like I felt like I could just do or had to do one thing. You know what I mean? Because he had his job. You know what I mean? He had his job, and then he had all these things he was doing inside. You know what I mean? So it was like it really raised me to like believe in more than one hustle. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to just do this. I don't, and I feel like that may may have made me indecisive. You know what I mean? Because I was just talking about this the other day. I'm very indecisive when it comes to like choosing one thing that I want to pinpoint to stay with. You know what I mean? Like say like college. You know what I mean? Like trying to pinpoint one thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Because for myself, I feel like I could do a lot of things. You know what I mean? If I but to read this book, then I'm gonna learn that book, and I could do this. If I wanted to be an electrician, I could be an electrician. If I wanted to be, you know, this. If I want to work my hands, you know what I mean. I feel like there's like no limit on what I could do, so it's hard for me to find something that this is it. You know, what I mean, this is my one talent. This is what I'm gonna, you know, horn in on. Like, it's nothing like that. It's like I feel like very all around talented, so it's like hard to choose one thing, you know. And I, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with him, but I know, you know. He didn't, he never chose just one thing to do, you know what I mean? So nice, nice. Might have been. So let's talk about like how like currently like how are you juggling like your like your your modeling work life with like your family life? How do you juggle that? Um it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um I feel like with the modeling it, it leaves it's the thing with the modeling is not really you're on anybody's schedule like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an open schedule so with the family time I, I like i really do value uh value family time and everything so i try to you know what i mean like as much as i can like take it off a wall you know talk to the family uh play with my little brother you know stuff like that so it never really i don't feel that it ever really conflicts because the molly doesn't take me away for you know too too long you know what i mean it's not like i'm in London right now. Hopefully, you know what I mean? But it's not like, you know what I mean? I'm overseas, you know, staying away for a long period of time at the moment. So it's been it's been pretty uh it's been pretty good to go. And I've also tried to include uh the family in it as well. Like my dad, my little brother have been trying to like, you know, because there's uh jobs you can get with modeling that they want like uh like certain shoes for like the father, you know, a little brother, like a little family shoe. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I've been trying to like include them as well, especially my little brother since, you know, I mean, he's a little, little pretty boy. You know what I mean? He got, you know, I mean? he got the look. So he could definitely do it as well. Nice, nice. So what's up with your your sister and your, your older brother? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's everything to do with them. They're, they're, David, well, especially David, he's like on his own, he's just on his own thing. Like he's always been, though. David's just been like, just to himself kind of guy, you know what I mean? Just so he's, yeah, he's well, he's getting into clothes now. Surprisingly, like he really pulled that one. I don't know, like he's uh making clothes. Um, so he's on his little entrepreneurial stuff too, you know what I mean? Because you know he's been everybody's been investing in themselves. Like I invested in paint, cameras, you know what I mean? Like art, a lot of artistic stuff, clay, all types of things. And he he's investing in the clothes. Um. I know he was investing into shoes before to like resell and stuff like that, but I'm not sure. I know he has a lot of them, but I don't know how like how serious he's taking that. But I know he's taking the selling clothes very serious right now, like making designs and being a little businessman himself. Yeah. So I mean the way I mean she's also she's working and everything. She's working, she's doing good, like she's making her own money, you know what I mean? She's the youngest, you know, making her own money, everything, like skateboarding and all all type of stuff, you know. 
Nice. Young, sounds like so sooner or later you're gonna be wearing your brother's clothes on runway. It sounds like wearing his clothes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. That's what it's, that's what I want to see. That's nice. what I want to see. Cool, cool. So I mean, you, you dropped a little ad lib about like books before. So like this next question is, is a three part question. It's just about books, right? So the first part mm-hmm. is like, you know, what books do you remember reading, like leading up to where you are right now? The second part of the question is like, you know, what books or audio books are you actively listening to right now? And the third part of this question is like, are you planning to or thinking about potentially writing a, a book about, about your business, about your life and what you've done so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to books, um, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been reading as of uh, lately. <laughs> I really, I've been reading like little, like little tidbits of like research. I started like reading stuff like that, like articles, but not really uh, a certain book that I was getting into. It's called um, "A Star in the West." Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have to do anything with. Uh, well, it kind of has something to do with me personally, but not really. I mean, let me just tell you about it then. So it's called A Star in the West. Um, it's written by Elias Boudinon. Um, he was, what, the second president of Congress, I believe they called it. So there was like 14 presidents before Washington, but they all served, because uh, Washington was the first president under the decade, um, what is it? I forget what, what article, what is the bill, or the Declaration of Independence or something like that. But he was the first president that, you know, when he started serving the four-year terms and all before that, there was a one-year part. I mean, one year apiece. So the second out of the 14 before Washington, he wrote a book about, it's a controversial book, you know what I mean? Um, It's about the natives of America, right? And the the true identities of the natives of America. And um, it's about... uh, Literally, it's a it's It's like it's about. um, He says that the natives of well, he describes the natives of America, right? And he describes them as not how we see them today at all. Like he talks about the Smithsonian being a lie, you know what I mean? Being you know uh, cursed by the white, the pen of the white man, um, and that honestly, he was writing that the natives of America are of the lost tribes of Israel, right? And that how um, history and everything was uh, written against them because uh, of a feeling of inferiority because they're so like naturally skilled at everything, you know what I mean? That they could carry on war, they were smart, you know what I mean, all that. Um, yeah, but it, it was, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty deep book, it's a pretty deep book like going back into history. Um, and I feel like he's a pretty credible resource just because of who he was, you know what I mean? Who he was in history, like he was some random guy, you know what I mean? He was actual, you know, president of Congress, you know what I mean? Like, and this is before Washington, you know, so that's before a lot of, uh, we don't really, in school, they don't really teach history, you know what I mean? They just kind of start at Washington, you know what I mean? Just like they start Black history at slavery, you know? So it's like, I felt it was kind of like empowering you know what I mean? To know stuff like that and to, to read stuff like that about how um, basically we view, like I was saying before, how we view ourselves, you know what I mean? And we look at ourselves bad and we think we come from nothing and, you know, the people we come from are worth stupid and, you know, 
taking, you know what I mean? Just taking advantage of all types of things, but it's like, we really come from the power, you know? So I would say that would uh, go along with um, helping me like empowering myself, you know I mean? Thinking about, you know, you come from greatness, you know what I mean? You come from a great people. Uh, so, you know, it's great to see you kind of thing. Um, and then the second part, you said, what books are you reading now? Questions. And then the third part, oh, yeah, yeah. are you planning on writing any books? All right, yeah. So I said I wasn't really reading any books right now. And for the third part, um, I always did want to write a book. Yeah, I always did want to write a book. Um, I think just about just my life, mm. like everything. I feel like I've lived a pretty, a pretty, a pretty interesting life. You know what I mean? A lot of things people don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like I lived a pretty, even for like, you know, a young age, I feel like I lived a pretty interesting, mm -hmm. uh, like I, I have a, some, some things I can lend to people, you know what I mean? Some, some good words, uh, experiences, you know, learning experiences. Nice. I mean, with that, so I mean, coming from the past, moving into the present or now moving into the future, I mean, where do you see yourself 20 years from now? happy um that's that's my main thing like i would always want to say like rich like just even now i want to say like rich you know but before before any of that like realistically happy um because you know people being billionaires killing themselves and you know all types you know what i mean it's miserable so I would say, yeah, happy. She's definitely working on finding peace of mind and what actually makes me happy because money don't really make people happy. You know what I mean? Possessions don't really make people happy. Like, um, like family, you know what I mean? Like, that's like really big for me. Like family, um, just seeing, seeing everybody that I love more well. You know what I mean? Everybody's taking care of, you know, financial freedom, stuff like that. Like freedom, you know what I mean? That's a big thing, like freedom just, financial freedom, just, I don't know, emotional freedom, like all that, growing my own food, uh, stability, uh, not, what's the word? Um, self-sufficient, I guess, you know what I mean? I, I want to be very self-sufficient, you know, because this, this world, you never know, there's government, all that stuff going on. I don't know, I want to be farming, you know what I mean? Um, that's where I really see myself, I see myself, on a beach in Trinidad, living a very simple life, you know, 20 years from now, you know, maybe off the grid, you know, but definitely after have doing something of importance, like I, I don't want to be forgotten. I want to do something that's going to be at least like if it's like from giving words of, you know, encouragement or, you know what I mean? It's like something like that. I want to leave like a legacy and then just get off the grid, you know. Very nice. So, I mean, that's a, that's a solid segue for like, you know, words of insight, word of wisdom, right? So if you had an opportunity to talk to a kid that's in Brooklyn or Queens, Bronx, Staten Island, Long Island, you know, anywhere in the tri-state that's potentially, let's say, fresh into high school, 14, 15 years old, like what words of wisdom would you give to them to kind of help them push through the hurdles that you've conquered to move forward to their future successes? It would have to be basically just to, I know it sounds very, cause this is something like, 
I like to like really get into, but um, I'm trying to simplify. It's basically like to stay true, stay true because you know, you know what makes you happy. You know, you know what I mean? Like the peer pressure and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of people find themselves living lives that they don't really want to be living. You know what I mean? Like I've, you know, been around the most gangsters, you know what I mean? Killers, da, 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 and then they get drunk and cry to me about how they never thought they'd be living like this. You know what I mean? That they don't want to live this life. They don't want, you know what I mean? They don't want to live. And these are people that everybody's looking up to. You know what I mean? And they literally tell me that they look up to me because I don't look up to them. You know, they're like, you know, you do you and you're happy with yourself. You know what I mean? You don't look to anybody for like, you know, approval. You know what I mean? When they oh, smoke this, smoke, and I'm like, I want a natural eye. You know what I mean? And like, oh, you know, hey, let's go do this. Go, you know what I mean? It was like never really peer pressure for me. You know, like I was always standing on, I'm going to do it with I want to do what I'm comfortable with doing, you know, when I, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I ever did anything, it's because it wasn't peer pressure, it was myself, mm-hmm. you know? But I would say that's a, that's a big thing. And, and to remember, remember the kid in you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I feel like that took me back a lot because um, that's when I started to get back into painting because I started to think about what kind of, who was I as a kid? You know what I mean? What did, where did I see myself as a kid? And I feel like when you get older, you start to forget about those things and you start to um, feel like you can't do it anymore, like you've outgrown it or, you know what I mean, that you're too old to be thinking like that or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you're not, you know, like, I used to love drawing and painting as a kid. So it was like, why, you know what I mean? And then I started doing it again as, a, as you know, older and I loved it. You know what I mean? I still loved it. I still love, you know what I mean? So I'll say, remember, you know, remember who you was as a kid and, you know what I mean, how you feel about yourself, you know, looking at yourself as a kid, you know what I mean? Because then you'll really start to see a lot of times, like, who you really are, you know, remember who you really are, you know? So I think that's, like, a, a big one. That's trying to simplify it, you know what I mean? That's real. That's definitely real. So, I mean, with that being mm-hmm. said, how can people find you o- online? Like, I mean, what, what's your social media handle? Yeah, my my main thing is Instagram uh, at prophetic Daniel. Prof- oh wait, prophetic underscore Daniel. So as long as you know how to spell prophetic and Daniel, you got it. Well, underscore Daniel, you got it. Nice. Prophetic underscore Daniel. Cool. So I got a couple of bonus questions going into the bonus round for you, right? I mean, obviously, like you said, you're you're 23, right? And I, and I think like anyone that from the outside and looking in, you've accomplished a lot, right? I mean, the fact that you you went from not modeling to starting to model to where you're modeling for like household brands, right? So with that journey and everything else in, in life that's happened in the first 23 years, right? What is your greatest achievement to date? Being alive, being alive, because I feel like if I would have stayed with the mindset that I had before growing up, I wouldn't be here now. You know what I mean? Especially like, because growing up, at least people fought hands. You know what I mean? That was the thing. You know, <laughs> we love, you know what I mean? Every day I was slap boxing, you know what I mean? After class, and that was, was innocent. It was fun. You know what I mean? But now these kids is 14, 15 years old. They're just shooting each other. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you the last time people I've seen like a fight. You know what I mean? I used to record fights all the time, you know, during high school. Yeah. I used to, I used I used to be the guy, you that. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was the guy, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't have the official video until you had mine, you know? But 
now it's none of that. It's literally, I'm coming to your house, I'm shooting it up, you know, and they're shooting up houses, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I feel like that's probably my biggest accomplishment is, is still being here because I had to make some, some, some right decisions down the line, you know, I had to make yeah. some good decisions, you know, preserve my life. So that's, that's a big one for me. Okay. Got another bonus question for you. If you could spend 24 hours with anyone dead or alive, uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? When I've been asked this question before, or when I thought about this question before, I was like, it was always Tupac. It was always Tupac. I always, like, I always really respected his mind um, and his duality. Because um, I feel like, I feel that in myself as well. Uh, like, the duality, like, the both sides. I feel like it's a, the yin and the yang, you know what I mean? I always respected the balance, you know? Like, there's, like, people that act too tough, and it's like you're faking it. You know what I mean? You're, you know, you're trying, not faking it, but you're trying to pervade something. You know what I mean? You're trying to show yourself as something all the time. You know what I mean? You're trying to, you know, impress somebody, you know, come off as something. But it's like, nobody's really like that. You know what I mean? And then you have like how Tupac was like, he could be, you know, like gangster here, but then he's also very caring and compassionate. You know what I mean? Cares about the community and stuff like that. And that's something that I really respected. And um, I would probably, yeah, and I would I'd probably say, I would probably say, so, yeah, if I had to, might be. Personally, I would have to say Tupac, yeah, because I feel like he had a, he had a lot of wisdom. You know, I feel like he did have a lot of wisdom, a lot of uh, inside knowledge. Um, and I feel like, because I, I would watch his interviews all the time. I remember he would say that he, when people asked him where he's seen himself in like five years, and he would say like, you know, God gave me back five more years. I see myself in my own political party, you know what I mean? Representing, you know, the, the people, the underdogs, like the blacks, the Latinos, you know, stuff like that. And I think, you know, I really believe that had he lived longer, you know what I mean? He would have seen stuff like that. You know what I mean? I feel like if Michael Jackson would have, you know what I mean, lived longer, he would have, you know what I mean? <laughs> overthrown like you know what I mean because he had you know a very big heart and like pull like that you know what I mean a lot of people respected him mm. so it would have to be yeah something if not you know what I mean and then Jesus if it's not you know what I mean like of course like something like that but that's you know what I mean I don't know how credible that answer would be like nice, nice. so going into closing of the podcast man like It'll be a little bit uniquely different because, you know, you're an actual family member of mine, right? So anytime I interview someone, I give the microphone to them. The show becomes yours. You become the host of the show and you have opportunity to ask me any question that may have came up during this episode. So do you have any questions for me? Where do you get the energy to do all the stuff you do with your sons? Um, it just goes back to, like, what you were saying earlier about, like, instilling in him that there's always more. You know, like, I don't want him to undercut, you know, prime example right now, like he could be a straight A student, but I know he's half assing it. And so he wants to play basketball. And I'm like, you know, you can't play basketball until your grades are at this level. And even if your grades are not at this level, they're probably not going to let you play basketball. So stop asking me for what you want and deliver on where you need to be for yourself before you go and have a good time. You got to establish your principles first. So for me, like, 
to my last breath. Like that's my goal. That's my objective is to constantly keep instilling and working. You know, I'll probably be 90 years old. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, again, I think our family history, some people live to a hundred, some people live to 60. It's like, it's a toss up. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's my last breath is to instill in him is that there's always more have fun while you're doing it, but be responsible for your actions in that entire process. True. That's heavy. That's good. And how did you, how did you get into um, just this, like the podcast and, and finding, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and all types of people like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just kind of like I've always had access to entrepreneurs. Like I always had a Rolodex because I've always been into like business and like, you know, whether it was graphic design or marketing or web design or whatever it was. But I didn't really think about this as a vehicle until like I had that stroke back in 2018. And then like I woke up in the hospital and I was just kind of like, okay. And I've told this story like a million times, but every time I tell this story, it brings me back to that moment. When I woke up in the hospital and I saw my son and I saw my parents and I'm like, okay, I almost died. What was the legacy that I was going to leave behind besides, you know, the clients that I had and the money that I had in the bank? I was like, okay, like what's the real legacy? What's the real tangible object that I can leave behind that will outlive me, outlive my son, outlive his kids and outlive their kids? And I was like, I need to be able to communicate with those generations, much like, you know, some people look at MLK, for example, and I'm not comparing myself to MLK. I'm just saying some people look at MLK, he's dead and gone, but they still reach out to that. Some people reach out to, to Bar Marley, right? Some people reach out to Steve Jobs and every mm-hmm. single person that you're talking to and communicating with. And I have opportunity to reach out to these entrepreneurs and affect them in some way, shape or form and help my family as well then that's how well, I came up with this podcast. And that's why I named it what I named it. Because the opportunity for me to leave behind breadcrumbs with my voice, mm-hmm. my voice mm-hmm. of reasoning, communicating with people like you, talking about your journeys. And your journey is going to be somebody else's journey 100 years from now. It's going to be a kid just like you, probably in Queens, right? Instead of Long Island, that may or may not have braids, that may or may not want to be a model. And they may have the opportunity to listen to this episode and be like, well, shit. His friends are telling him he couldn't do it. He said, fuck that. I'm yeah. going to do it. Why can't I, mm-hmm. 200 years from now, do the same shit that Daniel did 200 years ago? Mm-hmm. Respect, yeah. Legacy, man. It's a time castle, man. That's, that's, I feel like that's really important. Like, I really, I really respect that answer and, like, those views. Like, it's not about, you know, like you said, like, it's more than just how much you have, you know, leave money in the bank game, you know, stuff. It's more of, like, how you gonna be remembered, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just being remembered, you know, because I feel like that's way, you know, way bigger in the world. Like you could, you know, rich people die every day and people don't remember them, you know what I mean? But yeah. you remember that guy that gave you that good advice, you know what I mean? Or that guy, you know what I mean? That, you know, that smiled at you when nobody else, you know what I mean? Just, you know, just stuff like that. Like yeah, little things like that, it, it changes you, you know what I mean? It really helps up. you know what I mean? So it's really, you know, paying it forward, giving back to the rest of the world because like you said, they could definitely like learn from this. You know what I mean? Mm. Everything you do, that's that's good, man. It's a good heart. Good heart. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you, man. Um, I appreciate you, and I'm, first of all, I'm definitely proud of you, man. That's why I wanted to have you on the show, man. It was just an opportunity for me to kind of give back to say, you know, what I'm saying, I see you, I see you doing your damn thing, Dizzle. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of you. Stay on that mm-hmm. path, man. Like, you're level-headed as hell. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, you're only 23, so the opportunity for you to go from 23 to 63, that's 40 years of this building mm-hmm. and building and compounding on what you're building right now. You're starting so young, man, so keep on pushing and keep on striving, brother. Thank you. Proud of you as well. Thank you. I have a lot of questions for you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, you, you know what I mean? You're very, you know, well-rounded. Like, you got all the business to know. You know what I mean? Like, when I did, like, a little survey, I was like, 
it was like, what, you know, you know, what do you want to see on here or whatever? And I'm just like, but it's it, but it, good thing you did say, you know, pick all that applied because I picked like all, you know, I think I literally picked all of them. You know, like, you know, I wouldn't want to learn how to, you know, write a book. I, you know, I would, you know, I, how to, you know, be successful. I would, you know, have a mindset like that. Like, so all that stuff, you know, I mean, you're very helpful. Thank you. I definitely, uh, definitely appreciate you. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got access, bro. I mean, like I said, the bloodline runs long. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we just need to get on that communication pipeline a little bit more often, man. But I definitely appreciate you, man. I definitely love you, and I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss and Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.